Welcome back to a brand new episode of We Call a Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I am one of those United fans, Caleb, and who the hell are you? I am, I can't read your handwriting here. Sasha, and he crossed it out. Oh, no, <sighs> the, Shane, I'm Shane, sorry, didn't realize. Oh, too bad there's no editing at all in this podcast. Yeah, uh, Sasha, unfortunately, didn't make it this week. Our schedules just just did not line up. Whenever he could do it, I couldn't. Whenever I could, he couldn't. So we got Shane to, to stop in. He's been on the podcast how many times before? Twice? Three times? Two or three times. It's usually after Stuttgart loses a heartbreaking game and Nacho would be like, Shane, do I come cry at my house? And I would. Which is how he would ask you, which I always thought was weird that you would agree to that. But Yeah. He always like, did you check the Slack channel? And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't check Slack channels. I barely check like <laughs> normal things. I don't check my email if I don't have to. I'm not checking a Slack channel. <laughs> no offense, Sasha or Caleb or Nacho, whoever I'm talking about. Well, thank you for that. Um, and to break, you haven't been on since Notch's left the podcast. So I wanted to make you feel at home. With a random notch question. Oh, good. Um, what's your favorite cover song? My favorite cover song. Oh, there's so many good ones. There's like songs that I that aren't that are covers that I didn't even realize were covers. Um, it's probably um. Oh, um, I like well, hurt by um, uh, Johnny Cash. Boo. What? Boo. Oh, it, it, I mean, it's it's like like he took that song and made it so much better. That's why I like it so much. No, I know, I know. It's just it's it, a little basic, don't you think? It is something? very basic, but it's <laughs> there's so many of them. But that's like the first one that popped in my head, and I'm that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's that's a good one. Um, I'm a big fan of Sturgill Simpson's red edition of In Bloom. Oh, that's yeah, you've played cover. that for me before. That's pretty good. Yeah. Even though he got the lyrics wrong, but he makes them make so much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, that's like, does it, there's a lot of Kurt Cobain that doesn't make sense, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, he recorded it. Sturgill Simpson recorded the cover, and the sound audio engineer was like, hey, it's really cool that you changed the lyrics. And he was like, I did what now? Yeah. No, you changed the lyrics, and like, Instead of, and I say yeah, in the chorus he says to love someone. Yeah, to love someone. That's, that's what was. That's he just thought that's what it was. What was sung? This Kurt Cobain is a, a mush mouth. Yeah. Um, I mean, even more now. The, oh, that that was an <laughs> in poor taste. Something that he can't do anymore. Um, what too soon? <laughs> Oh, I made I made it. He was murdered by Courtney Love like twenty years ago. Yeah, I I know. <laughs> Trust me, I I totally subscribe to the fact that she killed him. No. What did the conspiracy test? This is what happened when Sasha does and people lit on everything. Yeah, uh, I I'm all about conspiracy <laughs> theories. Who killed JFK? It was it was the FBI or CIA, one of them. All right. I think it was Kevin Costner. It's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ted Cruz's dad was the what's it called Giller, so I subscribe to that one. The the Zodiac Killer. I subscribe to that one. <laughs> okay, okay, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? <laughs> that Ted Cruz's that Finland doesn't exist. Like, like Ted Cruz's dad 
is uh, the Zodiac Killer because it's my favorite whatever. <laughs> Mine is that Finland doesn't exist. Oh. It's a real it's a real conspiracy theory that there's like nothing between Sweden and Russia. Um that's that's interesting. Okay, so that brings me to like a my random thing I was reading about on Reddit where there's like a weird peak that's like in Norway but like is also in Sweden. And Norway was gonna give it to Sweden, but then like some weird thing happened with russia and finland where norway can't legally get um give away its own land or else russia will take land from finland so they can't give land to sweden <laughs> to give them a highest peak so just because of that i know finland exists yeah i'm still skeptical anyway <laughs> let's move on to a team that definitely does exist it's actually playing pretty well Minnesota united um we're gonna have a little shorter episode maybe this this episode we'll see how much Minnesota. banter we can do. Yeah, and the Euros, <laughs> and a quick little Copa America tidbit. But we have two games to t- talk about. Uh, first one, Dallas won, Minnesota United won. Uh, new boy, Franco Fratapani, who is not a pastry, we learned this week, um, scored on his debut. And oh, these, it was just so much fun to watch. It's, it's, it was great. It was, um, it was very fun to watch him. Uh, seeing Nico be at full form, seeing Uno actually like having chemistry with the team instead of just being like, "Hey, you're here and supposed to be good. Play with the team." It's like, "Oh, here's you with two weeks of practice, and you can actually play with the team." Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, especially with Ray on starting on the bench, uh, still nursing something. Yeah, um, he seemed to be nursing that, it still. Um, yeah, there's a we'll lot talk about that. There's, there's just a lot with um, – I think the MLS is like, oh, you have a good player. The best thing to do is to get that player injured. So that's what we're going to do, which is mm, – it irritates me. But that's like what the MLS likes to do, injure your best players. Yeah, he, he started on the bench. He came in, I think, seven and a half at some point. But it was like the 58th do, minute. He like had that. a couple chances late that could have won it. Uh, this the end of this game was wild. There's chances at both ends. I still think Minnesota on the whole like run of things should have won. I but front three disagree. Really... I think a tie was totally what that match deserved to be. Uh, Dallas had their chances. We had our chances. Um, I understand at the end of the game we should have scored one of those, but there's a few that Dallas wish they probably could have had back to. And I think a one-one tie was a very fair result. Um, I'm the only Minnesota United fan that thinks this, but that is that was my hot take about the game. Is one one was very fair. I mean, if yeah, if you take on the end, the chances at the end were pretty even. But Uno had some gold opportunities in the first half when Dallas really wasn't at the races yet. That uh, Jimmy Maurer, uh, old New York Cosmos, fuck the Cosmo, uh, goalkeeper, had some good saves and timed his runs out of the box very, or out of the uh, goalie box very well. Okay. Um, Uno was very frustrated and still had some really good chances. Um, the yeah. one that Franco scored was actually a rebound from a Uno shot from outside the box that Maurer parried away right to Franco's feet. And I can't think of a striker that could actually shoot on target from outside the box. That has played for since, Minnesota? Yeah. 
since Ramirez. Uh, Ramirez was one of our better ones at shooting outside the box and being at least a little oh, yeah. creative. Because, I mean, we replaced yeah, him with Angie, who was not <laughs> creative at all. And, yeah, so I he's he's fast, he's creative, he knows where to put the ball. Unu is everything I wanted in a striker. And I never thought Heath would actually bring in a striker like him. Because he, he right. seems to prefer um, people like Avila, who I like Avila. He's he's like a bigger version of Angie. But mm. um, I, I think, honestly, better version of Angie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we're talking, better, we're talking, too. We're talking about Angelo, Angelo Rodriguez. We just called him Angie um, for short. Well, back in the day different. when we were very mad about Christian leaving, I said his nickname's Angie until he scores. And then it took him a long, long time to score, so the nickname stuck. Yeah, that's that's his fault, not ours. Yeah, obviously, but I I do think Tabula is better than Angie, and I think he had a late chance against Dallas. I think his goal was well taken against. Oh, who did he score against? It's been so long. Oh, it has been winner. so long. It was a really good goal, the header goal. Um, mm-hmm. Real Salt he, Lake. He cha- no, he doesn't really create chances. But was it against Dallas? No, that was Lude. We also no, like uh, to Luke. tie it. No, that's Nico Hansen. Yes. Oh my gosh, no. Vancouver. <laughs> it was Vancouver. You're it, right. it is Vancouver. Oh my gosh, I just Vancouver. went through ESPN's thing. Oh. That was hard. Yeah, but I think he's more creative than Angie, which he plays a lot of one twos. He can drop back, and he, but he also is more dangerous in the box. Yeah, he's um, he's a really good target man. And but your favorite striker for. The loons, Adrian, who know your new favorite striker, stored yesterday as we're recording this. Minnesota United 2, Austin, absolutely fucking nothing. Revenge, the revenge game. Oh, fuck Austin. Fuck you, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, fuck you, Matthew McConaughey. Fuck Austin. Fuck all your the 15 the teams in Texas. Fuck you, Precom. That's all. Yeah. McConaughey's character in Days Confused should have been arrested. He should have. He should have. It was very creepy. Not just like, yeah. Um, Interstellar was good. I, don't know. I haven't watched it, but yeah, no. It's, it, but this this game was all right, all right, all right. Oh yeah, it was one hundred percent all right, all right, all right. It was uh, fantastic to watch. We were on the get go right from the beginning. Um, we had a lot of chemistry between our front four. Our front four is the best. I th- I think this is front four is the best we've ever had, um, and. I don't even think it's anything close. Um, I think Unu is probably the best striker we've had. Fregapane might not be as good as Molino at his prime, but I like Fregapane's runs more in a way. And when he has the ball at his feet, I feel very comfortable. And then Nico, I don't know if Nico is better than um, Lude, but Nico is very quick and he has a lot of chemistry with Unu already and yeah just watching him and ray and franco and all of them passing together all of them filling the spaces filling the gaps being where they're supposed to be it's just it's a joy to watch and it made me actually like to watch our attacking style (laughs) because our attacking style it i'll never get over um the snow game no not the snow game the freezing game at the oh. old stadium. 
Yeah, at TCF. I remember this game. Where we, um, where LGP put, um, it was Sam Nicholson into the advertising. He put him into the board, um, which this isn't hockey. It wasn't the Winter Classic. Um, you can't do that. No, he's, <laughs> no a straight red card. Yeah. It does. We had like 60 or 70 minutes of just 10 men in Atlanta at home. And we must have sent in, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to over exaggerate here. 35 like, crosses. I was going to say like 2 billion crosses. <laughs> I, I was, it seemed like, cause like the, but we took shots at the Dubliner before I did the game with notch. I remember doing that. I we were standing with Colin yep. and there was no one there and we were so goddamn cold. And I just remember just cross after cross after cross, cross after cross, cross cross cross, and it's that's not our game anymore. And I'm so happy because I hate crosses. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with them. Yeah, very a lot more through the seams, through the middle. Like I'm still using the wings to their advantage. Uh, on Friday, upon his opening goal, uh, Madden Nair made a beautiful run. But I think played one two. I want to say with Dotson. I couldn't really tell who was on that far side. If it was or Dotson or Nico. Um, and goes to the byline, finds Pradipani in the middle of the box, near near the near post, and he just turns and pegs it right into the top corner, which, like, Molina was a huge loss for this team, but if your replacement can do that, yeah. and is four years younger, huh. And doesn't have the same injury history. And if, I, if I would have known that, I would have packed Molino's badges for him. Yeah, I, I love Molino. And Molino did so much for Minnesota United, and I can't thank him enough. But I think his time was nearing an end. And I'm glad we didn't sign him at the salary cap that um, Columbus had to sign him at. Right. Um, and Molino just made his Columbus debut this past weekend, I think. Because he was out with injury yeah. for the first Six to eight weeks. Um, Reynoso picked up a knock before a second goal, so Fragapani took the corner yep. that Adrian Uno scored on. And I've watched it over and over, and I just wonder what the goalkeeper is doing. Um, he just didn't know how to defend a corner. Because um, yeah. Uno gets a nice head onto it, but it's right in the middle of the goal. Yeah, it's. Well, the thing is, like, the defender on Uno. Screwed up. He um, he headed too soon. Uh, which, as a defender, you're with his positioning. He looked like he was trying to do like a power header, and in his positioning, he just needs to like have his head in an area where it pops up away from him, the defender. Right. And Uno directed it perfectly, and it went right in the center of the goal. And the goalie wasn't anywhere near. He should have at least been like jumping out trying to punch the ball. Um, yeah, it's kind of that in that kind of weird zone where, I mean, if he misses the ball going out for it, it's an automatic goal. If he stays in net, he has to play better than he, what he did. But he was on stuck in no man's land, and this. Yeah. But I mean, I I don't mind, to be honest. Um, this was, <laughs> was the first game with a full, with a full capacity. Uh, Nineteen thousand two hundred nine fans made the track back to. Uh, Allianz, and we we were not one ones of them. No, one of them. Um, I sold my ticket Midweek. for a profit, so that was fun. But yeah. I was listening. Midweek games are hard. Midweek games are hard to get to. Yeah, and yeah, we we live very far away now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> this sucks. Oh well. 
we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll to one for Dame for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just when I was driving home, I was picking up punch pizza for my wife and I, and I could hear M and UFC on the radio when the game started. And I was chanting along in my car, and I could feel the energy, and I knew it's like it's a packed crowd. They're excited. There's a lot of energy. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to sing Wonderwall with a full crowd, because last time that we sang Wonderwall after a game, and I'm singing along at home, it was loud, but I think the TV turned it up. And you could just feel the crowd this time. Mm-hmm. I don't know the if you sang along, I... but. I, I, I didn't. I just teared up and nodded silently and solemnly. Um, yeah. Stoically, I think this is the word I'm looking for. Uh, just some quick notes on some international stuff, and then we'll move on to our pod questions. For just $3 a month on our Patreon, you can join our Slack channel and ask us questions each week when we record. Um, they will be answered no matter how silly or dumb they are, as you will see later this, this episode. Um, some quick notes. Dane on the bench for Canada in the World Cup qualifiers. Dotson and Gasper are uh, preliminary call-ups for the U.S. men's national team for the Gold Cup. And um, Dan will get another think, chance to play because um, Canada made it to the next round, which is good for Canada. So Dan will probably get called up for those games. Uh, yep. If he's not starting, I don't see him starting for Canada. I don't know if he would anyways, but... Yeah, I, I think this is Kripo, who's a Vancouver goalkeeper in goal right now for Canada. Yeah. He's their number one, and he's playing for Vancouver, so... Makes more sense, but it's still good experience to get some international level coaching. So yeah, it only help us in the long run. So to our pod questions, um, first two from Mike D, who is the one from Beastie Boys. I can confirm Beastie Boys. All right, careful, we don't want to copyright it. Anyway, um, is this the, is this team the real deal now, or is this a flute? Um, I don't know for the real deal. Um, this is more. This one, I'm just too serious on this, and I just think our defense is missing. We really miss a guy like Ike and a guy like younger Ozzy, even last year's Ozzy or two years ago Ozzy. Someone that can play an anchor man, play deeper, because that's not Hassani or Jan's or Will Trapp's real game. And then we miss a guy like Ike. And I think without them, we're going to give up good chances. And Austin had some good chances. They just didn't capitalize. But I think we can right. be a really good team if we can sure up our defense. Because I think our attacking is there. Our attacking is there 100% as long as there's um, those four on the field. I think uh, I drew... You that our tactics there. I think our defense, once the bossy came back, has been pretty solid. Yeah, the bossy. He's, he's no light for de- for sure, but he helps shore up that left hand side. Chase has looked a lot more comfortable on the left hand side with the bossy next to him. I think you're underrating the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Botsall. Oh, I love Michael. He, by Michael. the end of the year, he sh- if he continues this play, he should be up for defender of the year. He won't because he's not a big name. But he should be. Yeah, I, He's I, been awesome and physical and unyielding and leads the back line very well. Yeah, it's just he's – Ike does something that I rarely see MLS defenders do, which is play like a sneaky cornerback role where a pass will be going out wide and he'll pop up out of nowhere, take some long strides and intercept it, where 
Boxy and Debassy, when they see that pass go out wide, they cover the man they're supposed to cover, where Ike would right. make a chance and get make the capitalize on it. And that's just hmm. that's what made Ike Ike. That's what made him right. Probably should have the trophy named after him. <laughs> I also think that Will Trap has gotten better playing a defensive role with and is better playing that role with Dotson next to him. Yes, I do like he Will Trap. Better against, yeah, uh, I just played Will, a lot better in that role. Yeah, it is Austin. No, I like Will Trap a lot. He when you see him on the field, he does a lot of the little things that you don't actually see that much of. You like when Chase kept bucking up, Will Trap would go over <laughs> there. He'd be the first person over there, like, hey, 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 get your head in the game. We're good. You're good. You're fine. Yeah, and this, that's this the little is guy who was captain. This is the guy who was captain at Columbus. Yeah. And he, so, you see he why there. he was, and you see that that impact on the team, and it's only positive. So I do like Will Trap a lot. All right. Next question also from Mike D. Uh, Nito Hansen or Robin Lewis is your right wing starter? Um, I can't. You can't get rid of the hot hand Nico Hansen right now. But as soon as Lude gets back and he's in better shape and he comes in and he plays some real minutes for Minnesota, if he puts up numbers, I think Lude's better in the long run than Nico Hansen. It's he's a, he's a different player than than they're both they're different. Nico's a lot faster. Um, he can burn players a lot more in the dribble. Well, Robin, you know what he's going to do or what he wants to do at least. He's, he was a cut in. He's a better passer than Nico. He wants to cut in that left side and use his left foot to either shoot or pass. Yeah. But he also played all every minute for Finland. Um, he's not back to his quarantine yet, probably. Um, and he might need some rest because, I mean, he played full, three full games over in Europe. Yeah. And might need some rest. And it's nice to have a backup which actually do, can actually – it's not that we're having this conversation that Lude, who was probably our, one of our best players last year, is like, oh, is, will he start? Mm-hmm. It's not because he's playing badly, it's just someone playing so well. Yeah, it's kind of like the Dane-Tyler Miller thing. Like, you can't – Dane is possibly a better goalkeeper than Tyler Miller, but Tyler Miller's playing really well, so you can't pull him out. You can't pull out Nico. Nico's not playing poorly. And that's what Adrian likes to do. And I agree with it. I like that he likes people that are in form and playing well. Also should mention that in the past two games, Heath has used all five subs. So what do we know as stupid Americans who are obsessed with subs? Who knows? Um, next question from Chris RB. Um, given our new sign- signings, given our new signings, our total smoke shows, we need a ranking of hottest MNUFC players. Um, this is obviously right in our wheelhouse. So you want to do like top five or? Uh, I'm going to start paired? with Unu. At, at five? Oh, or no. Oh, five to five on up? Yeah, five on up. I mean, you kind of gave away the joke with your number one pick, but. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I might I'll, start I'll with Metnair as a five. Okay. I liked it. Um,. And then, so, go ahead. You can. I was doing number five. Um, Will Will Trap. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. That's a that's a good mm-hmm. one. Um, I might go with Finley oh, as my four. I should just just so you know, uh, Patrick Way is only seventeen, so it's probably keeping off this list. Um, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. 
Uh, I think Azil Jackson's also young as well. <laughs> I'm going with Finley I'm four. Not... Finley four. Okay. Um, I think I'll agree with you. Finley four for me as well. And then I'm gonna go. Uh, the Franco three. Okay. That one was a hard one. I mean, yeah, I might want I, to change him up. I might want to put him five, Metnair four, Finley three, but I'm not sure. Uh, I think I've, I've Franco as three as well. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go. Um, oh, those next two are hard. I'm gonna go with. Uh, Reynoso. Reynoso. Yeah. Okay, I'm going with Jatori, at number two. Okay, and then I'm going Unu as number one. I think Uno's number one as well. I think who did I say as number five? Will Trap. I'm taking Will Trap out and putting Boxy in there. I, I almost thought about putting Boxy in. Um, there's there, we have a lot of attractive players. Um, <laughs> so you know what? Jan, Once I put this, Jan's post very this on Twitter, attractive man. Oh, I forgot about fucking Jan. God damn it! Okay, <laughs> give us your top five hottest loons players in the comments of this episode when I post it on Twitter. Um, we asked him for that. I'm we're I'm gonna need more than one answer. All right. Yeah. Your top five hottest loons players. Um, let's move on to the tournament that's been going on for two weeks now, the Euro 2021, but they still call it Euro 2020. Whatever. It's been um, fun. It's been so much fun. It's this is the round of 16. We're in a preview and also talked about some stuff that's already yeah. happened. But first, do you want to do the impression or should I? You can. Mine was bad. <laughs> Mine was not great either. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to back up my mic so I don't blow everyone's ears out. Loons on Parade! Ditto, 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 ditto. All right, okay. no copyright. You can't go over um, four seconds. No, exactly. Um, that wasn't Zach De La Rocha. That was me. I know you were thinking, like, oh, man, Zach De La Rocha was in the podcast studio. I'm like, no. So the, so the new, um, our new segment, Loons on Parade. Um, <laughs> the first and last. The first and last time. Um, Finland. Um, Finland had a... Had some loons. Lude played yeah. every minute. Maybe not every minute. No, he was out in the I've, third game. Did, did, was he subbed out? He, he played sub. most. Yeah. Okay, he started every game. I yeah. think Utah also started every game. He at least started the first and third. I don't know that for sure. Um, yep. Both loons for Finland getting lots of minutes. Unfortunately, they got third in their group, right? Yeah, they got third in their group, and they were the what, what, last place second, third team. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah, the second. The last third place team was Slovakia, which had um, our boy Jan, who played. They, and they won every game that Jan played. Yeah. Which, the, I mean, that's one way to spin it. He also only played two minutes at the end of a win against Poland in their opening game. Um, but, again, they won every game he, that he played. In. I mean, they, they got third place, and this was their first Euros. Was it really? Wasn't it? No, it's Finland's I, I know. No, it was Finland's first year. I'm not sure if it was Slovakia's, okay. but um, they lost to Spain in their last game 5 nothing. You know who wasn't on the pitch? Yeah. Andre Dush. Yeah, yeah. Also probably one of the worst own goals I've ever seen in my entire life by uh, Dubrovka, their goalkeeper. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even watch it. But I mean <laughs> they beat they beat Poland and Lewandowski. They got like Yeah. It w- definitely wasn't a it's not a, a bad total loss. They still got a, a big, a good win against a 
probably middle tier European team. So uh, Finland's win was a little bit less sad, a little bit more sad. Uh, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first, our question. I think our last pod question of the no, oh, sorry, said in the last our penultimate pod question from Eric. Now that my favorite North Macedonia is out, which teams will be knocked out in the round of sixteen? Uh, we'll 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 go through that. And we're about to do we that as well. Do that right um, I just now. want to yeah. mention that North Macedonia was their first ever major tournament, and Gregor Pandev is it was his last tournament. Uh, he had a like. 20-year international career. He's 37 years old. He scored their first ever goal in a major tournament, so that made him the youngest North Macedonian player to score in a major tournament at like 37 years years and how many however many days. And that first um, game against Austria was a fun game to watch. I watched that one, and yeah, I was like, when they tied it up, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. Let's see what Macedonia can do. And then... Um, they were holding on. They they turtled up, but then Austria broke the floodgates. So yeah, and I mean, unfortunately for Gregor Pandev, he's I mean, he's still the oldest ever goal scorer in a major tournament for North Macedonia. But uh, Alioski for Leeds became the youngest, yep. um, scoring a penalty in the second game. Um, we'll talk about the first game of our round of sixteen, um, Wales versus Denmark. We didn't talk about this last because. We couldn't record last week because my internet was out. So it got uh, cut. Denmark, they cut his internet. He wasn't paying his bills. That's not true at all. <laughs> sure. I love CenturyLink. <laughs> I, I just threw up my mouth like a bunch. <laughs> uh, Denmark is still without star player Christian Eriksen, who very sterilely collapsed on the field due to cardiac arrest in Denmark's opening match against Finland. Yeah, that's... Doctors... Doctors from the stands ran out onto the field once they knew what was going on. These were doctors that were there to watch the game as fans. Um, they stabilized Erickson after doing CPR and administering one shot from an AED. Um, I mean, you and I were texting. You and I were texting during this, and the entire time I was like, "Why are we? St- why is this still on TV? Why are they wa- showing this?" And even the commentators are like, "Stop." showing this and then they'd show it and they'd be like why are we watching this the commentators they yeah. did the best they uh, could it was a horrible situation it's something they never wanted to watch something none of us ever wanted to watch and they were mad that the espn camera crew and tv boss kept showing us things and we we had to watch a man's heart stop and then them try to resuscitate him and it was terrifying and scary yeah. um i and they said yeah they said uh, the doctor said that, or the team doctor for Denmark said that they lost him on the field but brought him back. Yeah, um, um, and I hundred percent believe that. Uh, yeah, because you, you could see him twitching from the electric shock on the field. They they're shocking. Wouldn't him. cut away. Oh. Um, Danish players formed a, a human shield around so cameras couldn't see. Um, the captain Simon Chair and goalkeeper Tasha Schmeichel were seen consoling. Tristan Erickson's partner on the side of the field, which again we shouldn't see that as either. Yeah. We shouldn't see a woman learn that we don't know what if your husband's gonna live or not, or your partner's gonna live or not. Yeah, I mean, he he gets stabilized and he's in good condition. Um, he won't play for Syria, but that's a time for we'll see if he ever plays again. And uh, he yeah, just, so, uh, so, 
similar thing happened to uh, Daily Blind, formerly of Manchester United, uh, now playing with Ajax. Um, he's still playing with a pacemaker, so he can um, yeah, he can go to play for Ajax. We'll see what happens. It's yeah, we'll see, we'll see. It's um, best but good luck going forward to him. You know, yeah. It, thankfully, he was discharged. Yeah, it's and is now out, and they didn't find anything like can anything conclusive of why this happened. Um, the Inter Milan is his club team came out and said uh, Christian never had. COVID. He was never vaccinated for COVID, so that has nothing to do with it. It's just a kind of mystery why this happened, but it's also a reminder that these players are human and yeah. need breaks and need rest and need and they need to be treated as such. And the commentators talked about this a lot when the when everything was happening, and I think it was the only it was a really appropriate thing where they said this is the world best medical. Uh, assistance out there right with them right now mm-hmm. outside of a hospital and they showed it um they should get a pay raise <laughs> they it was fantastic work they did um saying so, yeah it's this is really hard to talk about it was really scary really hard to watch yeah uh, denmark qualified in their final group game they play wales on saturday who do you think is going to win this game um uh, this is like the this is one of the harder games to predict because I yeah I, I agree with that. Um, There's a couple in here where I just don't know. I think it's gonna be Wales. I think Wales is a better team in some ways, uh, but I mean if Schmeichel can win a game, yeah, and Schmeichel he's he's shown that previously with Denmark and with uh, Leicester. Leicester, yeah. He can win a game, and if he's not letting, I've, I I can't remember. I was watching. I think it was the world, it was a World Cup game no, or something. The, and there he was one the World Cup game where he he was the yeah, biggest person on the field. Well. I I was like, a man can't have this much of the goal. <laughs> it was like, it, I, it, I, you know what I'm talking about with that game. Yeah, I think I think Denmark wins. Okay, I think Schmeichel stands on his head. You've, you said Polson. It's a brace. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. And they march on. Right. Uh, next up, Italy versus Austria. Uh, Italy. Easy. Yeah, absolutely Italy. Uh, Italy's, the, uh, Italy's got the best defense. Uh, I looked it up. Italy hasn't conceded since a UEFA Nations game. Then um, it was Netherlands. They tied 1-1. But they've gone 1-2-3-4-5 five games without conceding. And like, and you would you you would expect that from an Italian team, but they're also scoring beautiful goals. Yeah. Which you wouldn't expect from an Italian team. Like the whole Italians stereotype is, oh, we're gonna bunker down, you won't break us down, and we'll like sneak one later. But this, this team is fun to watch attacking. This team is reminds me of the team that won the World Cup against France. The way their defense is just stifling. Um, I is it? I'm not gonna pronounce his name right. The old center back. Uh, or Cellini? Cellini, yes. Or Cellini? Cellini, I was about to say. It's, a, it's like Cellini, Cellini, that's it. <laughs> um, he's he's 36, and he's so good. Like, he's just commanding everything. Yeah. He's stopping everything. It's, and it and really I think if you I think if you have any team that's going to headbutt on a team, it's Austria, and Marco Adnatovic is probably a headbutt Italian player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game, Netherlands versus Czech Republic. 
Uh, just I'm, I'm never, you know, Netherlands is outperforming. They're they've won all three games, but they didn't have <sighs> their de- their, their defense though is their defense looks suspect. They had to go against and, uh, Ukraine and uh, Macedonia, North Macedonia, and Austria. And Austria, and Austria was their right. hardest one. And yeah, I don't know. I yeah, still don't believe um, in Netherlands just because I hate their coach. Frank de Boer is garbage. No, Frank de Boer is not a good coach. We know this from on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I just don't think Czech, I, I, I still think Czech Republic does it. Yeah, I don't think they have enough firepower. So it's probably Netherlands going through. Netherlands, they have a lot you of should good mention players. that. Uh, Czech Republic striker Patrick Schick uh, scored a amazing goal in Scotland from pretty much the midfield line. So go watch that. Does he still play for Stuttgart, or is he? Uh, Schick did it at one point, didn't he? I'm. I think he did. Now I gotta look. Now, now you now you made me look it up. Patrick Schick. <laughs> oh. Until then. Uh, he plays for Bayer Leverkusen right now, and he played. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he played for uh, Leipzig. Um, uh, next of... game. Go ahead. Uh, Belgium versus Portugal. Uh, this is this is my second favorite game of the um, round sixteen, and I think it's Belgium because I think Belgium Belgium's a better team than Portugal. Uh, Portugal is Ronaldo, I, and we've seen. Uh, I I disagree. Okay. Portugal is just isn't isn't Ronaldo anymore. It's they're a solid team. They have good players in every area of the pitch. Um, Diogo Jota has been playing really well on the other opposite wing of uh, Ronaldo. Yeah. Now, Bruno and, Fernandes. Uh, they're very quick. Hasn't had that great of a tournament, but Renato Sanchez, who I think plays for Lille, who just won the league on. Um, Fantastic in the midfield. His game against France was amazing. You know, and uh, however, to to contradict what I just said, uh, Belgium hasn't played anyone good. They played Finland, Russia, and Denmark without Christian Eriksen. They were uh, Portugal just played a gauntlet. So yeah, they, like they're the group of death and, that was. So it, it's crazy it's a final day for 50, that 50-50, but I'm gonna go with Belgium. Um, I'm going Portugal. Okay. Uh, moving on to Croatia v Spain. Um, I'm sorry, Spain, but I. They're sorry, uh, Croatia, but I think it's Spain. I think Croatia's time is coming to an end. They they had their golden generation. They had all of their great players, and they just. I think they're. T- they're too old, and I, I think that the Spanish team's gonna, they're not gonna have the ball, <laughs> and Croatia's used I, to not having the ball, but they're really not gonna have the ball. <laughs> uh, I don't think Spain is that good. Um, sure, they beat Slovakia five nil, but Slovakia was absolutely dreadful in that game. Yes. Um, I just don't think they have any strikers with any confidence. It's, Their defense is decent, but I think Croatia has the X factor, and that's Luka Modric. Mm-hmm. Luka Modric, he's, he can, he's, he's he can so score when he wants to, and he's uh-huh. he can just bring out a moment of brilliance out of out of thin air, and suddenly you're down one nil. Yeah, I, I so can I see why you, why you choose Croatia. I just think I just don't think they have enough 
I just think they don't have it. And I think they they made it out of the group stages, and I don't think they're going to get any further. I think Spain Spain's a good team. I think they're you know top 10 team in the world, even though you don't think so. Uh, you know a lot more about soccer than I do, but I think it's I think Croatia met their uh, is meeting their match there. Um, what was that last part? We just said that I know more about soccer than you do. You do. You just repeat that. That was one more time. You know more about soccer than I do. Oh yeah, that's that's the good stuff. Uh, moving on, France versus Switzerland. Ooh. Um, I mean, I, Switzerland's France. a big plus. So. Moving on, <laughs> England versus Germany. Also, our final question from our pod questions from Mike D. Again, $3 a month gets you access to our Slack channel and also access to ask us questions. Um, from Mike D, will the England v Germany game be a sad or exciting affair? And Mike, it really depends on who you support. Um, do you support England? Then sad. If you Do you support Germany? Then exciting. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> If Germany could play like they did against Portugal, and I watched that game with you, yeah, um, that could be really fun. But if they play like they played against uh, Hungary, it could be really sad. Um, um, and if England I, just got so much baggage from years and years and years of being England. Oh, yeah. There's a saying in English that football is a simple game. It's 11 v. 11, and after 90 minutes, the Germans win. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the same for a reason. I think Germany moves on. Okay. Uh, I think, I think, I think Raheem Sterling and Marcus Rashford are too quick for Germany. I think Joaquin Lowe doesn't adapt at all, and if his style isn't working, he brings on subs, but doesn't change his style. Like he kind of changed it by moving Kimmich out into the middle, but I still think. I think it's I think it's England. I think yep. just Raheem should, Sterling is. We should really mention. Good. We should mention that England uh, hasn't conceded yet this tournament, but only scored two goals. Both those coming through Raheem Sterling, um, mm-hmm. Harry Kane looks even worse than the last Euros. No, that's no, saying something. Uh, that our, that his free <laughs> kick in the last Euros is literally the worst free kick I've ever seen. If you don't remember it, look it up. No, I, I remember. I was we were watching the game together. Uh, moving on to our final game of the round of sixteen: Sweden versus Ukraine. Um, um, Sweden. I'm going Sweden. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't that impressed with them. And then I realized that like their defense is really good, and then their last game they were actually like pretty exciting to watch. So yeah, yeah Sweden. I'm going Sweden. Um, and France versus France versus Switzerland because France is probably the best team. Oh, oh, we know. Yeah. France is the best team. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Sweden. Sweden's fun to watch. Um, it, it's really interesting that Sweden's a good team because I don't think this is – were they they were in the last World Cup, weren't they? But like this is like the first time I've like thought about Sweden as a contender for a tournament. So. Yeah, they were really good in the tournament against uh, – in world in the World Cup. I think they beat Germany. Yeah. I mean, everyone group beat stages. Germany. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty good. Um, we have one last little tidbit of information um, from the Copa America. 
we're going to cover this more in depth when Sasha returns next week, because that's when the Dream Stages end. We kind of preview the uh, the uh, not round. But there's a fun story about Ben Brereton, who sounds very English, because he is very English. Um, he's born in Stoke. He plays for Blackburn Rovers. He's an, he's a 10, or kind of 10 slash striker. Um, but he's been playing for Chile because a football manager streamer, Chilean football manager streamer, um, at Chilean Tune, um, was looking for Chile players for his football manager save and noticed that Ben Brereton had was half English, half Chilean. So this uh, streamer t- tweeted out a hashtag on November 20th of last year, uh, hashtag Brereton a la Roja, and got a trending. And all of a sudden in Ben Brereton's like, Instagram posts, there were like hundreds and hundreds of Chilean, Chilean fans posting on his Instagram with the hashtag and Chilean flag emojis. And I think his agent finally was like, do you reached out to the Chilean Federation, they reached out to him or something like that, and now he's playing for Chile. And in his debut game for Chile, he scored a goal in the Copa America. And he... That's so cool. He he doesn't speak speak Spanish. That just happened, what, was it two or three years ago with Indonesia? Or Philippines? Where they, uh, a football manager player realized that and they got someone to... um, or am I thinking of the same story? No, I mean this story but just I, happens. I've heard about football manager players finding this out, and I think that's so awesome. And then yeah. I, it actually works out, and he scores. That's amazing. Yeah, and now he's like, I mean, he scored. I think in their first game it's Bolivia, which they won in the group stages, and it's just a very a fun story that you wouldn't know about unless, or wouldn't have happened unless it was, if, if not for our favorite. Yeah, our favorite game manager that we put way too many hours into yeah um i don't have anything else shane if you want people to follow you on twitter let them know your handle uh at shane hodgson four um you can you can do things on there i don't tweet that much um if i do tweet it's usually something about wow minnesota looks good or me yelling about the fact that comcast is the worst at least they didn't unplug your internet. And they didn't. Well, actually... I don't use Comcast anymore, so that can yell at them. Oh, that is nice. Um, I'm at Real Caleb FC on Twitter. Um, Caleb Wilson seven one six on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at TWO United Fans on across all platforms. Special thanks to our lead commissioner level for twenty dollars a month on Patreon. You can. Did a shout out at the end of each episode. So shout out to Eric Olson. Hi, Dad. Um, thanks to our, to, thanks to the band Tectonics. Piece of our their song "Lustless" is our theme music. Thanks to all our patrons. You don't get a shout out, but only if you pay twenty dollars. Thank month. you, um, me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Shane. I guess that'd be twenty dollars, <laughs> please. Um, <laughs> with that, until next week. Shout out to the mad villain, MF Doom. Rest in peace.
stars.